Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Sophia, an AI voice here on Newstalk. In just a second, we'll hear about Revolut's latest addition to its portfolio. But first, earlier in the week, Minister Ashin Smith spoke to Newstalk Breakfast about the potential dangers that could arise from artificial intelligence if it falls into the hands of bad actors. It's able to not just reason, but also to empathize. It's really manipulative. And, um, you know, you can see that it's able to do things like pass a degree, pass the, the bar exam to become a lawyer, you know, this kind of thing. So it's, it's really become very clever, very quickly. And it could lead to a situation where you could be taken in romance frauds, for example, uh, or you're buying a car online and somebody tricks you into sending them money. And in the hands of the wrong person, uh, really, it's quite dangerous. And I think it's important that we let people know. There's no point in saying that, we shouldn't even try to, to regulate AI. I think that the, the AI is owned mostly now by very large, well-funded public companies. We can regulate them and we can also set laws for how it's used by people. But it is important to, um, to give people the information about the new threat that, is, that has emerged from very realistic simulations of human beings. That was Minister Austin Smith speaking to Newstalk Breakfast earlier in the week. Let me know what you think. Do we need regulation on this type of technology? How would it work and would you believe I was a real person if I called you up, looking for your personal data? Email techtalk at newstock.com or WhatsApp us now on 087-1400-106. I'll hand back to Jess. For now. Okay. So even though I wrote that and I made it, I'm still slightly freaked out by it. Uh, that was Sophia, an AI-generated voice from a platform called Jenny. And it's one of the better voice simulators I've come across. But everything she said there, despite not being real, is true. There was talk this week about the fact that the National Cybersecurity Centre has been tasked with coming up with advice to protect the public from high-tech scams. We've spoken a lot on this programme about the likes of ChatGPT and other forms of artificial intelligence over the months and indeed years. But the sinister side of this is quite worrying. I don't want to overhype it and I don't think people should be freaked out as of yet. But we already have very sophisticated text, email and call scams. So what happens when those scams start to sound more human or their voices on the end of the phone sound and speak in a more natural way? I think we all need to be eyes wide open and we do need rules and regulations around the use of this tech, whether it's something like hashtag AI on posts that are generated by artificial intelligence or if there are methods of policing it to prevent it from becoming weaponized. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts. As Sophia said, the email is techtalk at newstalk.com or you can message me on Instagram at jesskellynt. Uh, but we're going to move on now to Revolut because a few weeks ago with Derek Riley, we spoke about the fact that they're introducing car insurance. And this week they announced they are launching joint accounts. They seem to be going from strength to strength. So is the time to move from a traditional bank to Revolut? What are the benefits and what are the risks? Dara Cassidy of Bonkers.ie joins me now. Uh, Dara, it's always great to have you on the show. Firstly, let's just talk through what exactly they launched this week. 
So it seems every week Revolut is announcing something new. It's kind of tough to keep up sometimes. Uh, but they've launched joint accounts. So up until recently, or up until this announcement, um, they did have what they called vaults, which some people used as a joint account, but it wasn't quite a joint account. So it was a service that they were lacking. But now they have um, introduced it. Um, you have to have the latest version of the app in order to get it. So just check that you have that downloaded. And it works pretty much just like another joint account would. Both people would have access to the money. You can use the account for things like shared bills. So whether you're you know, husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever the partnership may be, you can um, use this to better manage your finances. So it is coming as well, kind of hot on the heels of Revolut launching an Irish IBAN, which um, a lot of people had been asking for because it did make using your Revolut account for your day-to-day banking a little bit more difficult because of IBAN discrimination. So, yeah, I mean, really Revolut now, I think, Jess, is becoming a real viable alternative to the main banks. Yeah, and that is the key point here, isn't it? You know, as we've spoken about many times, they seem to be addressing a lot of the pain points that a lot of younger people in particular feel when it comes to traditional banks. But the arrival of the Irish IBAN does seem to have been transformational. Just explain the significance of that and how that really does up the gear yet again when it comes to the pressure being put on the traditional banks. So up until recently, all Revolut customers had a Lithuanian IBAN. And before that, actually, we would have had a British IBAN. Uh, But then when Britain left, when the United Kingdom left the EU, they had to change that for various reasons. Now, it shouldn't have caused an issue, Jess, because we have what's called SEPA legislation, which means you should be able to go and live and work abroad in any other country in SEPA and um, use your own bank account and not care whether or not it was an Irish bank account or a French bank account or an Italian bank account or whatever the case may be. But that wasn't the case, unfortunately. And quite often people found it difficult when they were trying to set up direct debit or standing orders or sometimes even just get paid by their employer. They found that the Lithuanian IBAN, particularly those first two digits, which was IT, I think, um, instead of IE for Ireland, um, it, it just caused extra issues. And it was a real impediment to using Revolut for your main day-to-day bank. And it's why I always would have had reservations, although I really have to emphasize that shouldn't have been the case and Revolut shouldn't have had to transfer over to Irish IBANs because, like I said, it shouldn't make a difference. But they did, they have, and it is great in the sense that it really does make using your Revolut account a lot easier. You can use it for your main day-to-day banking needs. And it's a real viable alternative, as I said, to the three main banks. And um, obviously it, it, it's not perfect in the sense that it is an online only bank. And some people, particularly a slightly older generation may not like that. There is sometimes issues around customer service. Um, so that is something to point out as well. But you know, it, the app is amazing. There's so many great features on it. They really are, I think, reinventing what we thought banking could do. Uh, and they were the first to introduce a lot of services that um, we didn't have here, even some, you know, some simple things sometimes, just like push notifications on your spending, um, you know, Fitbit Pay, uh, being able to temporarily block transactions, or at least they were among the first. So they've really, really kind of set the bar for what banking is, I think. Yeah, and it is exciting to see that change. But I know from talking to different people of different ages, and it's not 
all just one demographic, but some people still do have reservations about the trust of putting, say, their month's salary in. Because I think the way a lot of us still, and I know I do it myself, I get paid into my traditional bank account and then I transfer a bit of spending money into my Revolut and I use it for my day-to-day transactions. I know from talking to my friends and other people around the place that there is still that nervousness of ditching a traditional bank entirely. Are those concerns founded or is it just that we're scared because there isn't a physical building on a, on the local high street? Yeah, good question. And yes and no. So the first issue, maybe I just would say quickly, is why we're at Revolut. So if you're a user of cash, it's not for you. Now, I hate cash. I was actually in a pub the other night and they only accepted cash. And it was just so inconvenient and it seemed so strange. Um, with Revolut, the cash limits are very, very small. So if you like to take out a few hundred euro in cash every month, it really isn't the account for you. The second issue is around the online element and the fact that you can't go into a branch if something goes wrong and i do get that with revolution i mean technically it, it, it now is a bank it it's covered by the deposit guarantee scheme so your money is as safe in revolution as it is in permanent tsb or bank of ireland the issue is around customer service and people sometimes getting locked out of their accounts Revolut does most of its work using AI and automation. And they would say that's one of the reasons why they're able to keep their fees so low. Although, mind you, they still really haven't made much of a profit. So you could wonder whether or not that's the best strategy. But what happens when you use a lot of robots, I guess, is that sometimes the robots can't make the best decision, uh, at least not yet. And what often happens is for anti-money laundering reasons, Sometimes people's account gets flagged and incorrectly then their account gets blocked. And under anti-money laundering legislation, it's illegal for the bank to tell you that you're suspected of anti-money laundering legislation. So if you just got locked out, it was a strange transaction and the robot said, no, we think this is fraud. And you ring up and say, Hang on, why is my account locked? Technically, Revolut isn't even allowed to tell you why it's locked or how long it might take to be unlocked. That causes a huge amount of frustration. And whereas if maybe it was AIB, Bank of Ireland or Permanent TSB, they have the human touch and they're able to look at the transaction and say, oh, yeah, that's normal. That's fine. And, you know, with Ireland being so small, I wouldn't be surprised if in some places down the country they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Jess. I know why that 500 euro or that 1000 euro went into the account. Like I said, that doesn't happen with the online banks. N26 has an issue with it as well. So you do hear of these horror stories. They are few and far between, but of people getting locked out of their account. So it's something, I guess, for people to be aware of. I mean, I wouldn't have all my money in there, I think. Not that it's going to go, but just in case maybe you did get locked out or at least having access to other money for a few weeks, I think is always a good idea, if that makes sense, having savings mm-hmm. in another account, just in case you did get paid and something were to happen. And because if you pay as well for the free version, or if you don't pay, because they obviously have premium versions, the customer service is a chatbot and it can be very frustrating at times, particularly if it's an emergency and you're trying to get something unlocked quickly. It can be really frustrating when you can't talk to a human. 
You mentioned about fees there and this is something that I'm quite interested in because I, I constantly see six quid a month going out of my traditional bank account for fees. And I see, you know, fees for my credit card and all that kind of stuff. Revolut's proposition was that, you know, there were either no fees or more affordable fees. But as you said, I don't know about how much money they're making. Do we anticipate the introduction of fees once they get a certain threshold of customer on? Or is the introduction of things like the car insurance and those portfolios a way to counter the fee-free banking? I think that is it. I think they're trying to, as you said, all banks do, keep their current account fees as cheap or even as free as possible. And then as they roll out more products, make money elsewhere. Um, They say they're going to go into mortgages, which would be a huge game changer. Now, lending mortgages is a risky business, but that's where most of the profit is. So if they do go down that route, they will become a lot more profitable, hopefully, and then it should hopefully keep the main day-to-day bank account free. I mean, I I think it probably will be kept largely free, but I just wouldn't be surprised if some fees had to come in eventually. I mean, we've already seen it with fees around commission for... um, cryptocurrency and you used to have zero foreign exchange fees and then they pull in a 1000 euro limit and it changed the markup slightly on foreign exchange fees at the weekend so they have brought in a few fees elsewhere that maybe mightn't seem quite so apparent but certainly their day-to-day banking fees are still free and they probably will stay free for the foreseeable future maybe forever at least the main ones but I just wouldn't be surprised if a few other kind of fees do begin to creep in because at the end of the day, they are a company. They're not a charity. They're out to make money. And they're, they made a profit last year, I think, of maybe around 100 million. But they were three months late submitting their sign-off for their accounts and the auditor had an issue with this. Uh, you, you know, people think Revolution is the future and it, 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 we're kind of always signing the debt knell for traditional banks. And I'm kind of like, well, in order to do that, you need to be profitable and really, really successful. And Revolut has the numbers, but doesn't actually have the profits at the moment. If you compare that to AIB and Bank of Ireland, they both made close to a billion euro, I think, last year, or they're going to this year. Whereas Revolut, as I said, it's making a pittance. So probably more fees are on the way. It would be just silly not to think so, but um, they'll, they'll probably make most of the money from loans and mortgages and things like car insurance. And I know that, you know, I, I'm often on it myself on Bonkers.ie. You guys do really comprehensive uh, comparisons and also a guide to different service providers. When it comes to the bank, is Revolut still an attractive offering when you look at the day-to-day banking fees in the traditional banks versus what Revolut offers? Absolutely. As long as you don't use cash. If you don't use cash and you tap and pay or use your phone, it's excellent value, particularly if you go with the standard account, which is pretty much free for all of your day-to-day banking. They have a charge of either one euro or two percent. It's confusing on any money over 200 euro a month that you withdraw. So if you can keep your cash within 200 euro and you're only allowed to make five (laughs) withdrawals so if you make six withdrawals and even if it's below 200 euro you'll still be charged something so as i said it's quite complicated uh but basically if you don't like using a huge amount of cash they are really really good value aib particularly poor value and you could spend maybe seven eight euro a month on your current account with AIB if you're kind of a medium heavy account user who has lots of direct debits going in and out whereas with Revolution it could 
be free with permanent GSB. I think it's quite good as well. Six euro goes out at the start, but then I get like a five euro refund, as it were, because you get 10 cent back every time you use your card in store or online. So it kind of works out as a net one euro. And I think that's good. And of course, permanent GSB has a branch. Uh, but it, I mean, N26 as well is pretty good. Um, similar propositions to Revolut. So it is, no, it, it, it's a good bank account. I mean, and really, really cheap. Uh, and now they have joint current accounts, Irish IBANs, personal loans. They even launched a credit card around three or four weeks ago. They really are doing everything and anything you'd expect of a bank. The only thing is just around the customer service. And as you said, yes, just those kind of maybe horror stories of people maybe getting logged out, people being afraid, should they put all of their wages in? But um, they you know, Revolut has a lot of customers in Ireland. They've over 2 million. They've around 30 million customers around the world. So of course, there's going to be the odd hiccup, let's say. Mm-hmm. But um, they are doing their best to improve it. Brilliant stuff. Well, that was informative as always. Dara Cassidy of Bonkers.ie. Thanks so much for joining us here on News Talk. Thanks, Jess. And that's it from me this week. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back in full on the News Talk app powered by GoLoud. I'll be back with Shane and Kira on Monday's News Talk Breakfast. But in the meantime, have a great weekend.